0: What's up, everybody? It's the Power Shift Podcast, coming at you on a Saturday night, a later one. Um, This is Matt.
1: This is Nathan.
0: Right away, we gotta apologize. We had, like, a two- or three-week hiatus again. Like, you can shoot us, it's okay. (laughs) Very
1: unintentional, for sure.
0: Yeah, there's been a lot going on. Um, Nathan's, uh, as usual, been working on a lot of BMWs, um, DSMs
1: murano yeah equinox
0: <laughs> nissan murano yeah that is true i guess to kind of yeah jump into the hilarity yeah a friend of ours had got this murano and it needed some work and he had gotten it for basically on the dollar yeah a song of a deal and Nathan over here, you know, in two days put a whole new CVT trans in it, did the work it needed. And ironically, my father bought it. <laughs> so the circle of life definitely happened there. And then, yeah, the Equinox was my dad's uh, fiance's uh, for her children. So, yeah, you wrench that
1: one. Change out a valve body, which was kind of a recommendation from a GM tech, and it was a very good recommendation. Yeah, drove good. Yeah, it
0: drove it all the way to the next city, and it it did. It drove good. They seem to be having good luck with it now.
1: And I apologize again. With we got the dogs running rampant in the background, so yeah, the, they're, the menace they're of the pit bull and and the little dogs. The one looks like it's about to throw up on your lap.
0: <laughs> and nobody ever seems to send angry emails. So we do a <laughs> if we didn't have hardwood floors, it would definitely be quieter. Yeah. We're just going to have to get, like, dog boots during podcast time so they can whine (laughs) that they have boots on. Like, shoot, you know, before I jump into my news, like, right away, we have to jump into Nathan's news, and I'm going to prelude this by saying I'm going to give you guys a minute to stew on this after I say this, and you can roll your eyes, but Nathan just brought home a turbocharged all-wheel drive manual transmission vehicle and you can take a second to guess what it is, because you probably
1: know, or do you? What'd you get? Got a 2006. It's not a Mitsubishi product, which goes against a lot of our, you know, precursor and our history. And Whoops. <laughs> yep. Definitely not DSM related. At all. Um, it's actually more closely related to a Ford
0: Focus. It's definitely not Audi-related either for astute listeners of the podcast. It's not an Audi. It's definitely not a Ford, though. But it is a six-speed. Yep. So for anybody's scratching their head, we're going to give you another hint. It's a six-speed, four-door car, all-wheel drive, turbocharged. It is a four-cylinder. And a lot of people are probably like, let me guess, it's a... It's a WRX, but those didn't come 6-speed, so is it an STI? Is it an STI? No, we don't fucking do Subarus here, people.
1: <laughs> not yet, anyways.
0: Not until we rally one. But for a streetcar, no, we're, we're smarter than this. Kidding for anybody who's now... We love Subarus. We honestly do. I, I enjoy a Subaru. Mm-hmm. But it's not a Subaru. Uh, it's actually a Mazda Speed 6. Yes, it is a cool car, and I am very glad that this has happened. And it's actually been three weeks in the making. This whole thing that we, uh, you and I, have been discussing this behind the scenes for a few weeks. Yeah,
1: it's been. I actually <laughs> Lily funny just, story. Just kicked the phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a hilarious story. Actually, I just so happened to one day last fall stop by a car lot. Uh, up the road from my wife's relative's house, and they had a black cherry Mazda Speed Six sitting on their back lot, very back corner, as far as you could go. So I stopped in and talked to him about it, and he said that it had a rod knock, and that that was kind of like the fixture upper aisle or whatever, and you know, it wasn't just their regular cars for sale. And I was like, no, that's that's cool. That's what I'm into. I like to. You know, work on cars and um, I'm not afraid of swapping an engine or rebuilding an engine, anything along those lines. So I had known about the car since last fall and I had kind of made mention about it, you know, about a month ago to Matt and uh, our friend Casey. And they were instantaneously on board. Even me and Casey went and looked at this car and checked it out and he's like absolutely in love with this car course he's got good taste (laughs) (laughs) so before i buy this car i talk with casey and matt and they're you know they're going on about if i agree to buy this car when i have the money they would front me the ability to buy the engine whether it be rebuild the engine or buy to buy the stuff to do that or buy a junkyard engine, and lo and behold, it was like a week or two later, and we what, were searching the
0: before we even get there. What's the average going rate of the
1: MZR
0: dizzy two point three liter turbocharged engine?
1: A U.S. spec engine is anywhere from like a thousand to fourteen hundred dollars. Um, a JDM spec engine is anywhere from like fourteen hundred to twenty two hundred, roughly. Perfect time to roll into this. I we had to precursor <laughs> that
0: because. So Nathan does this shit all the time. Just so you guys know, all the time.
1: We were doing some searching online and rolled across what all cars the Dizzy two three came in. And it is the Mazda Speed 6, the Mazda Speed 3, and the Mazda CX-7. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, the CX-7 is a small crossover SUV, um, they're really
0: nice actually.
1: Yeah, there this one was actually pretty nice. It was an all wheel drive. I don't know if you could get them front wheel, but it was this People one was actually an all
0: wheel. them. So many all wheel drive army. So anybody listening that's on that page, somebody actually had one that was like stanced out and had mods on it. It was actually really cool.
1: Um so I actually found one Thanks, in God. a um not a local U pull, but a local in Ohio. Um it was actually in Cleveland, uh CX seven. And for anyone that is familiar with U-Pull-It junkyards where you go in and you pull your own parts for a great, uh, you know, value. These engines normally pull anywhere from 1000 to $2,000 on the regular. Well, when you go to a U-Pull-It, it's literally $250. So this car was brought in on a Friday, put out on the yard on a Monday... And on a Tuesday, I was up there pulling the engine out of it. Yes. Just we, to be on top of it.
0: We pep-talked Nathan. I, another kind of reason that we did take a three-week hiatus, uh, I'm back on the night shift, so I'm showing up to Nate's. like I literally am on my 36th <laughs> hour of not sleeping right now.
1: Because you had your daughter earlier. So. Exactly.
0: So... I was here late that night with you, and you were like, I don't know, and we literally pulled a thunderstruck, and we got Nathan all amped up and basically twisted, in Boston terms, we twisted his (laughs) arm, and uh, yeah, you went and did it.
1: (laughs) Yep, Casey fronted me the money, like the amazing friend that he is, just to make sure that I would be able to get it in return for helping him work on the talent that he's buying off of me or has bought off of me, so it kind of it's not that he's just giving it to me, it's you know, in return for work, which basically yeah, like a like a front yeah, for the labor. Exactly. Prepaying so, labor. Which is very awesome of him. He didn't have to do that at all. Um We were gonna make sure you got it no matter what. So we go up me and my wife Casey, not my friend Casey, but There's a lot of Casey's that are... So she went with you. you Associated, yep. She went up there and hung out with me and timed me. Literally from the time we started on this until the engine was out and we were pushing it in a wheelbarrow.
0: You pushed that in a wheelbarrow? Yeah. <laughs> it was a pain. Know. I I, I thought know. I
1: was going to stroke out by the time I got up to the front. Because
0: that, that you pulled. Yeah, was that was up. the same
1: one that we that, went to, and it was yeah. all the way to the back.
0: And yeah, I waded through knee-deep water yeah, in it A6 tennis was shoes.
1: all the way to the very back of that fence row. Oh, shit. Yeah, I thought for sure that I was going to stroke out. <laughs> That
0: engine can't be light either with all the top mount intercooler on that is yeah. like
1: the size of this couch. The top mount, the intake, the exhaust the turbo, the complete engine from, you know, intercooler to oil pan. It was So to paint the picture, Nathan's like five foot eight and he kinda looks like Drew Carey
0: <laughs> and he's pushing away fat pan. logic. <laughs> And he's pushing a wheelbarrow with a fully-dressed
1: engine. Mm -hmm. It fit perfectly, too.
0: That is the... Look, I'm a redneck for anybody. Like, so when I make this joke, it's in good heart. Literally, I'm a redneck. All my family's from the South. But that is the most Kentucky thing you could possibly do. Oh, man. I didn't know that. Yep. (laughs) That's great. That makes the story so much better now.
1: So, we, uh we get it up there and and not only that they will not help you load it into a vehicle. They don't they don't have a loading service. They don't have any kind of thing to help you lift it into the bed of your truck. How did you get it in there? Cuz your truck is high. Yeah. It's it's lifted and Luckily, it's on like 36. When I was pulling the engine, there was a couple guys that were working in there was like an RDX or something like that right beside us that they were pulling some stuff out of so they these guys at the same time that we were just out to the truck, they're in their vehicle and I was like, Hey, you guys, if I throw you a few dollars, will you help me lift this thing into the bed of the truck? And they're like, Yeah, so How'd you get it out? Oh cherry picker. Yeah, I used the cherry picker when I was at home to be able to pull it out, but
0: I didn't think to tell you to just take the cherry picker in the bed of the truck. <sighs> yeah, would have been <laughs> smart. Would have but... been a good idea. <laughs> Definitely but I was too engine.
1: excited to to hurry up and go get this engine that for, you know, 10% of normal cost. So. Man, I know that's rough because we had gotten a spare uh, F2T
0: probe turbo engine. Uh, Luckily, though, this one's all aluminum. aluminum. Yeah, block, you know the F2T. Oh, yeah. that, that, that shit was iron. Mm-hmm. Me, my dad, my brother, and the skinny kid that looked exactly like Eminem was lifting this from his f-250 into that shed we had an old fort literally i thought i herniated myself (laughs) at like 15 Mm -hmm. man yeah engines are heavier than they look even though they might look small they're
1: they're beefy Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's great i didn't know those details yep so we go and buy this engine for this black cherry car and I was literally, today is Saturday, I was going to buy, go ahead and pick up this Black Cherry car, and there was a day before that, um, I had actually run down to Dayton, Casey and I, to go pick up the title for the Murano, so we could sell the Murano to your dad. I remember that. Well, we were going through, going past this particular lot, and the car was gone, It sat there for no less than nine months, didn't move a centimeter, and then the weekend that I go to buy this car, it legitimately is gone. They sold it, or took it to auction, or crushed it, or something. I don't know. Let's just pretend they sold it and not crushed it. (laughs) So, I was all hyped. Now I have an engine that belongs to a car that I don't own and don't even have the ability to buy now. Well sitting at the other end of town, there's a car at a place that I actually am fairly decent friends with. The girl, her dad, you know, the girl, but her dad owns this car. It's now like a garage slash auto parts place. So my wife actually tells me, she's like, that car is, that's the same kind of car, isn't it? And I was like, yeah, but it's probably a customer car, blah, blah, blah. And, um, So just out of the just to ease my mind, I send Jerry a message. That's her name. Send her a message on Facebook and ask if it was a customer car or what what was going on. Because it had been sitting there for a while. And she proceeds to tell me that it's actually her dad's car. And it has a rod hanging out of the block. And they are keeping the wheels off of it. Essentially, he bought the car for the wheels. For a set of winter wheels for their CX-7. So... At this point in time I'm already kind of intrigued knowing that it's his car because I had actually bought a car off of him before so what really struck me and I was like instantaneously hooked when she I was like you know would he be willing to sell it and she's like yeah he said that um, without the wheels he'd take 400 bucks for it so A 2006 Mazda Speed 6 with, at this point in time, I, you know, unknown condition. I didn't know what shape it was in. If the interior was there, all I knew is that it had a rod hanging out of the block. It didn't come with wheels. 400 bucks. Son of a bitch, I'm in. Yeah, so I instantaneously (laughs) messaged back, and I'm, like, fumbling around, sprinting out the door. I actually drove up the road without all my money. Had to turn (laughs) around, come back, get my money. And then go, and I finally get to the car. It isn't a black cherry one, which I was kind of bummed about that. But I like
0: the color on this car yeah
1: it is it's like a metallic black it's they the common black um the the pearl white or the black cherry were special order colors, so the black the red um the silver, those were all normal colors. I love the red on them. Yes, though. the red looks very good. Yeah, it does. Um, <clears throat> the car has some rust, which is pretty common on these. The rear wheel arches tend to rust out pretty bad on them. Um, they do make the patch panels, which um, through Rock Auto, they're only $47 a side. So, I growing up or well not growing up but pretty much right into adulthood i worked for a body shop for a year doing nothing but rust repair so it's not anything that scares me it's common i'm from ohio it it sucks it just one of those things that happens here if you want something nice you usually got to fix rust or you got to pay a shit ton for it yeah it's not cheap so um i get to looking it over it's got I mean, the the quarters are really rusty. Look under the bottom side of it. It's pretty solid. Down the the pinch welds are kind of flaky, but it's not anything where they're, like, completely rotted off or anything like that. Um, It's still to be determined. We still need to get, you know, to look at it and everything. Get it on the lift. Exactly. So, I go inside, talk to them, and... You know, for the price, I'm thinking, man, I really don't want to deal with rust. It's a stupid good deal, but do I really want to deal with the rust? So, she, Jerry, when I'm inside, her dad was out doing something, and I was talking to her, and she's like, he said that he would probably take like 350 bucks for it. So, at this point in time, I'm thinking, you know, blown engine even, With the rust, even if I was to part it out, I would easily make my money back.
0: Yeah, because for anybody that doesn't know, this car had a get-reg six-speed manual, a very strong rear-end and T-case. The drive-line in these cars are known to take, as we've seen... 700 horse mm-hmm. on the stock drive so basically it is the opposite of an evo <laughs> the drive line is extremely strong in these therefore the parts are worth good money so you're invest basically no matter what you basically just parked a very small amount of money into
1: a guaranteed return right this was not even remotely a gamble from what we've seen rust wise on the car from what we could see with it on the ground it seems to be okay seems to be savable we descale it um rust convert it pour 15 it undercoat it it should be okay and it should last for quite a
0: while i basically say needle scale it and then take uh just like we did in the mirage take the 36 grit and get down to clean metal Mm -hmm. and yeah you know uh, do the metal prep on it you know the pour 15 prep and i say if you you put it on it it will definitely stop what rust is there. That stuff's strong. I mm-hmm. mean, I I've got almost the whole winter down on it and I just washed the Mirage and I got underneath it. It literally looks brand new still. So I'm I'm a big believer in that product for anybody who wants to rust prevent, you're dead on. The mm-hmm. port fifteen is the product you should be
1: using. So it's definitely gonna need the The wheel arches and partial of the quarters cut out and replaced. The dog leg, as they call them, which is the piece that goes down the front of the wheel arch where the back door meets it. It's just kind of like a little thinner piece of metal goes down to the rocker. That's definitely going to need replaced, but it comes on that patch panel. So, literally $47 aside for the patch panels from Rock Auto.
0: I have a feeling we'll have them coming soon.
1: Um, <laughs> they're actually already ordered. Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they will be here probably by, by this week.
1: So, it, if that doesn't already tell you that I did pick it up. But, literally, <laughs> we just, right before this podcast, got home with it. Um... Paid three hundred and fifty dollars for it. I do. He let me take it on the wheels. I do have to return the wheels, which is okay. I have a set of wheels that I'm gonna put on it. It's gonna look sick too. And I don't think they're gonna be the permanent wheels for it, but they will definitely look good on it.
0: Yeah, we'll probably have to get like hub centric rings for it, but to make yeah. a hub centering. But they, I, yeah, I think they'll look. The stock wheels do look nice. It kind of sucks that you won't get to keep them, but yeah. Those stock wheels do actually look pretty good. That's not a bad design. At the same
1: point in time, it'll allow me to kind of express my own. Yes, I agree. On it and not because I'm I'm such a purist when it comes to anything. Yes. Like I like to keep stuff original looking. But I think this will allow me to kind of explore areas that I haven't before in putting wheels and lowering it and making it, you know, my own. I guess putting my own touches on it. Set of ADV ones, those T E thirty seven style wheels mm. would look killer on that thing. And they're like a hundred and I don't think I've wheel. seen a bad looking wheel on that car. That car can pull off yes, like it it's so weird. It can pull off like a three SDM Euro style wheel, yes. it can pull off an RPF one, it can pull off the Rotas, it can pull off a BBS wheel. It's such a universal looking car. Yeah that it I don't know Lowered down it can just pull off anything but I'm going with because the factories are 18s the factory wheels are a low pro like a 215 35 18 or something like that from the factory so I'm actually going a size down in the wheel but the tire size that I've chosen is literally like 0.1 of an inch taller so literally it's It's almost identical in size, even though I'm going with a lot wider wheel and a lot beefier tire. I'm actually going to go with a 17 inch wheel, but it will be a 245-45-17 instead of the 215-35-18. Very meaty. So it's actually like a nine and a half inch wide tire and that on all corners on the all wheel drive is going to make it we're just hook it and go. No, that is just gonna look. It's gonna be mean. yeah. It's gonna be a beefy stance. Yes. It's not gonna be like a a tire stretch or you right. know anything like that. It's gonna be a beefy stance. Yeah,
0: we're not. I mean, not anything against anybody who does that because you know it I have has its place. Have VWs yeah, and it does mm-hmm. look good. But we're more of a track stance yep. type of you know. That's what we're into. That car. Uh... <clears throat> with those patch panels on even if we had to do a couple underbody repairs um definitely would look nice there's no doubt um the interior and it's actually in pretty damn good shape uh, somebody definitely smoked in it obviously and it could use a driver's seat but a um, little bit of uh, interior detailing, just like I did in the arc seven. yeah that the majority really of the interior
1: good. is really nice in it. yeah the, I, I aside fully agree. from the the ripped in the driver's seat, like in the seat of it, it literally is a detail away from being mint.
0: Yeah, I agree. I literally if I spent like probably three to five hours on that with the new driver's seat.
1: Yeah, Which I, we, I can have that to a nine. We have seen where guys put the Mazda Speed three seat and seats, those seats in them, are awesome, and they actually are embossed Mazda Speed, and they look kind of sportier than what's in it. So. Yeah, they're a
0: very Recaro type of seat. The stock ones are more like a look, kind of more of a luxury. They're comfortable, yeah, but definitely not as bolstered like the Speed
1: three mm-hmm. seats are. The Mazda Speed three was more aimed at like the kids with the hatchback yes. and everything, where the six was aimed towards, like, the older gentleman, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, the Speed 6, quick metrics. Um, Car had 280 horsepower, 288 pound-feet of torque, 13.8 and a quarter stock, um, 0 to 60 and 5.3. I remember looking at him brand new with my brother. We lusted after him back then. And as me and my brother actually said, this is... uh, And everybody knows, so before I make this statement and you start firing an angry email. Um, we're Mitsubishi guys, but, um, we coined it the gentleman's Evo back then. Cause that's kind of mm-hmm. what it was. It was a much more under, so many people don't even know what this, it was only produced two years and so many people don't know what it is. It's understated. <clears throat> Unlike the speed three, which had the aggressive hood scoop. Um, the speed six doesn't have one. It's ducted very mm-hmm. clever through the grill. With like a 309 pound hood. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't. That, that hood, dude, is it's heavy. But it is under, if you didn't know through the wheels and obviously the nice exhaust and the more aggressive rear bumper, mm-hmm. you wouldn't really know that you're looking at, you know, basically the, the spicy version of a Mazda 6.
1: That one debadged and on some wheels, you'd just think it was a fuckboy Mazda 6. On paper, it made more power than the Evo did
0: because... I
1: thought it was like two horsepower less.
0: Actually, the Evo filed the gentleman's agreement and they called... Mitsubishi called it 276. We all know it made like 300. But on paper, the Evo had 276 and the Speed 6 had 280. I thought it was
1: like 274.
0: Now it's making 280. Is, is it? More nice. Yeah, and 288. So, it's healthy. It's got output. It does have a six speed, as we said, uh, very stout driveline. I mean, there's a guy on YouTube that was, uh, 750 horsepower on the stock driveline. And a lot of people basically say, if you treat it right, it, nobody's really found the limits and just sitting in the car, rolling through the gears with it. I honest to God can say, and this car has been a bucket list car of mine to drive. I have driven the speed three and I I love the speed three. But just rolling through the gears with it stationary has one of the most satisfying shifter (laughs) actions I've ever felt. The thrills are really short on it. Um, The bushings feel like somebody's replaced them. They feel great. Mm -hmm. It's got this satisfying click and the best comparison I can make. Anybody who's ever driven a 997 Carrera has that click in the shifter uh, when you're going in and out of gear literally i like flash back to driving a 997.1 that shifter feel is very on point to like the 997 and that's very high praise um because anybody who knows me you know the two best transmissions i've experienced is the 997 and the rsx type s and i I haven't got to drive it yet but just the feel it's right there Mm -hmm. with them very impressed Great shifter action. Much real better long than throws. the Yeah, the RX-7s is much less precise and much longer in throw. So Mazda definitely, the development of, you know, basically 20 years. It's impressive. <laughs> They've made strides in terms of
1: that. They seem to be a very receptive um, platform as well in making power with very few mods
0: yeah i mean the online there's places uh reputable places basically saying you know ets you know extreme turbo systems we all know them amazing brand amazing people running it they're big in the dsm community we love ets and they're saying the upgraded top mount for like 500 bucks is 25 wheel and a downpipe is 25 wheel and you know, the turbo inlet is 20-wheel, a Cobb access port, and gets you 35-wheel. So you can easily get this car on the stock turbo to about 350 all-wheel horsepower. And, you know, that's a high 12-second car all day, you know. If you take a 13A car and you give it 100-wheel, you're in the 12s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's That's awesome. That's a hell of a lot of bang for the buck. Yeah. Very DSM-like, honestly. But with the creature comforts, the nice interior, yeah. and leather
1: I, seats, heated seats, and I, mean, I think the car is beautiful. Bose the styling Audio. of the car is very pretty, mm-hmm. understated very. in all the right ways. That's exactly perfect for me. Like I'm, yeah, I'm a minimalist kind of person. Where don't get me wrong, I loved having my Challenger that was very flashy. My truck is like a sore thumb. It's right. gigantic, red, and fucking catches everybody's attention. But if you want to fly under the radar, maybe bust some asses on the street, you know, with a an unassuming car, Perfect this is car. the one that you want. Yeah, this car is, I always make these comparisons
0: because it's just the way I am. So you all know me and I actually have gotten emails from people being like, I enjoy this. It is the Grand Seiko of cars. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what it is. it is. <clears throat> it's stealthy. If you know what it is, you appreciate what it is, but 99%
1: of people would never even know. Mm -hmm. So that's the best comparison. And for years, I mean, you obviously (laughs) knew about it, but I never really fully appreciated the car. I had known of them, but I never really actually sat down and took the time to appreciate it until I found that Black Cherry one for a decent deal then i started to research it and i was like wow these things are awesome
0: yeah that's like how the rabbit hole started because you were talking to me about it and you're like well he said it was a turbo one or whatever you're like yeah you, i you said it, it a had three. a top mile. Yeah. i'm like but it didn't have a hood scoop i'm like dude all mazda speed threes had hood scoops mm-hmm. i drove the first gen one me and my brother both did i haven't driven the second gen but i'm like those all had hood scoops like, you'll know that car. It's it that car is was definitely more flashy. <laughs> and he's like, no, it don't have a hood scoop. I'm like, dude, that's that's gotta be a six. Is it a sedan? You're like, yeah. I'm like, dude, buy this now <laughs> because that's the one to have. Right. Growing up, like, you know. I, I looked at it when I was about sixteen or seventeen. Right about when I would have had my red talon and my brother would've had um his DSM. And I was just blown away by this red Mazda Speed 6 that was at the dealership the Mm RX-7 was sold at new (laughs) that that's sitting outside and I loved it I never got to drive it or I didn't even really do nothing with it but sit in it kind of look at it and you know back then that interior was fucking amazing you know when you're 16 and to compare it to like a WRX it's laughable it's so much nicer and I love the WRX interior with the Momo wheel, you know, those optional things. But um, it's a serious step up from like a WRX or even the Evo, which has a very Spartan interior. I, I like what it offers for sure. The, like you said, the Bose audio, obviously those infamous Mazda orange gauges that have been around forever. It just it looks nice. Mm-hmm. It's a cool car.
1: That and that shifter feel. That shifter feel just doesn't. I know. I can't Man, wait to get a good great. shift knob on it. Yeah,
0: that shifter. That shifter needs no rebuild. It's it's there already. It's.
1: I wonder if somebody did the short shift upgrade to it because in it feels the bushings. Great. Yeah.
0: I urge anybody.
1: Because John, he's kind of he's comparable. into the performance stuff, so. I guess the kid that he bought it off of always brought it to him to do work on it, so he may have upgraded it. We'll for have him. to pull the boot off and look mm-hmm. and see if there's a marking on the
0: lever. But man, if that is the stock one, kudos to Mazda for engineering one hell of a shifter. Right? It's so tactile and feedback. It's it's almost like operating a precision rifle. If that's not got a short shift
1: on it, I that's insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be like an inch movement. That's it. It's tight. I mean, it, again, it's very
0: Porsche 997-like, and that, that, I, that's the just the best compliment to give that thing. I can't wait to drive it. I have wanted to drive this car for 13 going on 14 years now, but now one sitting in the driveway, and honestly, a, a good long weekend of labor, mm-hmm. we could probably be doing this for, we did it in six hours on a 2G. Yep.
1: As so, soon as I get my done. Rock Auto order with everything to refresh this junkyard engine and get it going. And, you know, backstory, as I just mentioned, you know, the
0: 2G, we did a six-hour, literally, shell to driving driving car in six hours. Nathan does this kind of shit all the time. <laughs> Let me just walk you through the life of Nathan. <laughs> this is a man who showed up to a pull it and bought a 2 g 7 bolt 4G63 turbo for like 200 hours, and nobody knew anything about it, but he loaded it into the back of a Jeep Grand Cherokee, brought it home, and a couple weeks later, in six hours, with my dad here, we put it in a car and did a first drive. This is a guy who literally barn finds a Turbo two RX-7 <laughs> and then sells it to me for an almost 10 times profit. This is a guy who finds a $1,500 engine for $250 and then gets a car for junk price. So I honestly, I have high hopes for this thing. You, you Historically speaking, these things pan out for you. Versus me, that thing would have already been on fire <laughs> on the way home.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you we'll do definitely get find like, out. <laughs> what we should do is go out there and put the battery charger on it and let it trickle charge all night and fire it up with the rod hanging out yeah. he said it'll fire yeah. up and run
0: yeah i mean i don't <laughs> doubt it i that think that's what i'm saying that car has the will to live if it will sit there and run basically with like basically the thing has had a stroke but it's <laughs> still willing to like live on that's a car worth saving i mean obviously it's got some you know it's got some blemishes but i really want
1: to get it in on the lift
0: yeah yeah i'd like to get under it and Start, you know, taking the, my favorite tool in the world, the let's go deaf tool, <laughs> put the needle scaler on it and knock it all loose. But, man, it was something we were definitely excited to talk about because it's been a while since you have went out and bought, like, a project. A year. It's been a minute, yeah.
1: Yeah. This time last year, well, actually, April 1st. April Fool's Day last year was the day that I bought the ARC-7. I remember. So just under a year.
0: I remember you sent me pictures of it on the car trailer, and I'm like, you did it. Yep. And now, you know, kiddo went home tonight to her mama, and you're like, well, let's uh, let's go get the Speed 6. And I'm like, at this point, 34-hour sleep deprivation? (laughs) Yeah, fuck it, I'm in. (laughs) Sounds great. Here we are, and I man, I'm excited to see it sitting out there.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited to get the rust repair done. Yeah, because obviously doing the mechanical work, that's you know that's not a big deal at all. We know we can do that. Yeah, the rust repair, I mean, it's doable too. But that's the biggest eyesore of the car because once the rust repair is done, then it's just making it run the way that I want it. So I know mechanically it can be strong. I mean.
0: Having driven the Speed 3 and knowing what that engine's about, that car's going to be a
1: lot of fun. And that's all I'm asking for out of a daily driver, you know, a car that is able to be daily driven or essentially toured across country, and I I think it's, it's the perfect kind of car. It fills all those voids of having a sedan to... Yeah, you but know, it's not a boring sedan. Me, you, sedan. Casey, and Taryn can just jump in it and go out to dinner like we do with the truck, but you know, get thirty mile a gallon instead of ten.
0: Yeah, not only that, not not just that, but in a fun, quick car, you know, an enthusiast mm-hmm. car. And ironically, you know, we've been watching videos of them. They sound amazing. They do. And today we have seen that Speed Three, mm-hmm. which we'll get to while we was in town. Mm-hmm. And we had a Speed 3 blow by in the opposite direction. Man, that thing
1: sounded it did. ill. It sounded very good.
0: It did. That's a very good sounding engine.
1: As I had stated it, it sounds like an SRT-4 banged a Subi Boxer engine. Yeah. And that's what the 2-3 Dizzy sounds like.
0: Yeah, two of the best sounding. Everybody back out, they hate Subarus. So let me tell you something. Subaru makes the single best sounding mm-hmm. four-cylinder engine in existence. Fight me. <laughs> The EJ-20 20 and 25, the FA-25, FA-20, whatever they call them anymore, they sound great. Like, they just do. The SRT-4 sounds absolutely amazing. They're demonic. Mm-hmm. You put those two together, yes, you have the MZR engine, and <laughs> Moose agrees 1,000%. <laughs> and, yeah, they sound good, but they drive great, you know? Anybody who's listening who's driven the Speed 3, they know that car stock with the traction off will literally torque steer in third. So take that out of it. You have grip all the time, basically. I can't imagine what that, that would feel like. The so Speed 3, when it got up to the top of third, that thing really starts to party.
1: I'm they're going to need a good clutch.
0: They're, yeah, <clears throat> they make a lot of torque. Not only that, they make it fast. Go grab a drink. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the huge updates there for Nathan. You know, Speed 6, we both have Mazdas at the same time. At the same time? At the same time. And, honestly, the last time him and I have owned a car, the same manufacturer, would be when we've had two DSMs together and... So, yeah, we both have Mazdas now, but very different, ironically. I had
1: two Mazdas together before, too, remember? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's true. I had my B2200 my B Mini truck that was highly modified in weird ways, super low, looked great. And, yeah, obviously, you had two FCR acceptance, mm-hmm. and we was contemplating 13B swapping that Mazda that I had, and... That would have probably been the last time, yeah, we both had Mazdas. And it's funny because, you know, just kind of doing the head-to-head, you know, mine's an 87, yours is an 06, so 19 years. Your car has, you know, 100 more horsepower, two more doors, two, you know, capacity for three or more humans, <laughs> two more driven wheels, an extra gear, and almost double the display, you know, a mm-hmm. whole nother liter of displacement on top of it. But yet, they have a lot of similarities, too. There was
1: two of them. Main, the main thing what we were discussing earlier, they both have a top mount intercooler.
0: They do. Except the one on your car is about six Three times, times Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's giant. It is huge. But what's hilarious is the hood on both cars, because mine is such an early car. It's got the steel hood. mm mm-hmm. And it weighs as much as a house. <laughs> so does the Speed 6. That that I think that might be the heaviest stock car hood I've ever lifted. It weighs all of 80 pounds. It's huge. If you drop that in your fingers, they'd be gone. <laughs> like, gone. Guillotine them. <laughs> but I, I love the car. They will look really cool, you know, together for sure. It, it'd be something we could do. They a, are a so different, YouTube yet they're so similar, of. yeah. I like it, and everybody should definitely stay tuned. There's going to be some goodies to come with that thing. You know, obviously, Nathan will be doing, like, a downpipe uh, turbo back system on it. and You know, if the rust isn't as bad as we, you know, we're hoping it's not, then that thing will probably get a nice little build on it for sure. So stay tuned for that. You know, it's it's a big one. Turbo all wheel drive goodness. Anytime you bring home a turbo all wheel drive six
1: speed, that that's a good day. You mm-hmm. can't make that a bad one. It's <clears throat> my poor man's Evo. Exactly. And in, in my honest opinion, though, it's got kind of upsides with the Evo. It's yeah, it's like <laughs> the better Evo minus the engine.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're four G six three guys. But the one downside to the Evo... Okay, the two downsides to the Evo, and I love Evos. Number one, the interior is definitely a weak point. That, that's been a
1: given for yeah. a long, long time.
0: And that's the way it is. You know, you accept it because it's a homologation rally mm-hmm. car. Problem number two, and this is the big one with the Evo, is the drive lines are incredibly weak. Both the transmission and the transfer case are egregiously expensive Mm -hmm. to beef up to hold the power that the 4G can make. But even then, there's no guarantee to hold it. You know, plenty of people have destroyed fully built T-cases, fully built transmissions, and a Speed 6 went, what, 7s on the stock shit? Yeah, I'm not sure what That one guy on YouTube went high 7s, and that was on the stock driveline. Man. Um, Anybody can Google that. Um... I know the the STI, you know, and that's one thing we can never take away from them. The STI has an amazing driveline. They did technically get in the 7s before, you know, us Mitsu guys with the Evos. They were the first to get there because that driveline's what held the Evo back. So the STI really flexed its muscle and showed it's very capable of doing it. Uh, the Speed 6 is very similar but without the head gaskets being blown. <laughs> so it has a lot of like the Evo's practicality and kind of cool panache, but it's a little more subtle. It's a little less peacocky of a car. And the driveline is just more bulletproof, but the engine isn't, you know, about, mm-hmm. about 400 wheel for the stock engine. Yeah, and the powder metal
1: rods really are the the weakest link. Yeah, and
0: obviously a 4G, you know
1: that stm
0: went like nine flat on a stock evo block or a nine one and that's amazing that's huge mm-hmm. so yeah poor man's evo or not you know for now that's what we'll call it but i love evos yes with that being said i i'm really excited that you have that thing me too it's a car i i've lusted after for so long and considering you have nothing in it literally you have this car put the car in the what you paid for the engine alone you are l- less than half into that than what the phone we're recording this podcast on <laughs> cost <laughs> so there's great perspective right yep. there <clears throat> this phone is an 1150 phone literally you and say- you're well under half of that
1: with the rock auto order right under a thousand dollars right yeah, now. Yeah, so
0: you're still under the cost of this phone mm-hmm. with the parts. Again, good investment. Not only that, it should be a fun journey. And you know, I guess to roll into more miles to madness, uh we seen that speed three today and we both drilled after it. Would have never happened had you not forgot your phone on an accident at the parts store. <laughs> yeah. Right. We went to the parts store today. To Nathan's old employer, and um, you know, shout out to good friends who helped us out. Um, might be wondering another why-
1: DSMer,
0: exactly. We threw his car together. Might be wondering well, why'd you go to the parts store? Well, not to buy parts. <laughs> <laughs> we went and bought a gallon of sapphire blue metallic uh, base coat enough clear coat with, you know, the reducer factored in to do about a gallon and a quart of clear coat, primer, sealer. Um, We got the, you know, Mm -hmm. good Mm high-end paint, good high-end clear, good high-end sealer. Um, Won't say what we paid for it because it wouldn't be fair to other customers, but we got a good deal. Still was not inexpensive. It was very pricey. But, yeah, the RX-7 is inching very close to getting a paint job, so... I still got to get the REMME a half bumper, and I still need to get the Shine Auto side skirts, get the stuff to repair the sunroof. But I'd say by mid next yeah. month, we're yeah. shooting
1: paint on that thing. So, we're in. It's very exciting because it is. that car in that color is going to be a stunner. I cannot With wait. With those to see wheels. It. Oh, my. The half bumper, the side skirts. That car is just. I don't know. And for anybody that knows, I never had any intentions of getting rid of this car whatsoever. Yeah,
0: absolutely correct.
1: So, literally everything that he's doing to this car is essentially, like, fulfilling my dreams. And I'm getting to live vicariously through building it anyways. Mm-hmm. So, this is, like, amazing for me, too. It's, it's I don't know. I got to sell it, make the money, pay my bills, get this Speed 6, and still get to build this this rx7 so it's freaking awesome
0: funny story you know when you proposed the the idea to buy it from me initially not thinking of you know i know the history of the car obviously but not thinking about the history i'm like oh you know i might want to paint it white and literally you like <laughs> gave me the look you're like if i sell it to you you have to retain the stock color i'm like shit you're right that car is like vind of super low sold 30 miles from here i'm like you're right i want
1: it's got an know, amazing story for you know that's more significant to it, us it definitely in this area.
0: i'm like you're right you know I, and i kind of went down that rabbit hole of i am doing a build on it and i have lots of nice things already here for it but actually i'm i'm pretty well going hard in the paint no pun intended mm-hmm. um I'm sticking very much with, like, the neo-90s, you know, JDM type of look. (laughs) You know, made a barter deal with my buddy Casey to get this gretty type of S off of them. You know, that OG look. Obviously, the remm parts date back. You know, they're correct for the period. Doing, like, the Apexi N1 can for the rear. Mm -hmm. Volk wheels. I want this car... To perform as a modern build but have the appearance of what somebody would have assembled in the 90s for that you know initial d era of of car so I don't want it to look too modern but I want it to have the modern performance and amenities so the AC will remain intact uh, the power steering will be the only thing on the car deleted I've got a lot that's actually came for it, you know, that we haven't been able to discuss in the podcast, but I got this this pretty trick Artec computer. Uh, it's called the Stage mm. 1.7. Mm. allows me to run these 720cc mm. uh, secondary injectors to, you know, give it more fuel. Mm. It also kicks the secondary injectors on 500 RPM sooner. Um, eliminates fuel cut without having to have an external fuel cut defenser. And for anybody who knows the rotaries uh, and, you know, the maddening situation of them flooding, uh, instead of having to pop the hood and pull a fuse, uh, you don't have to do that anymore with this ECU. You just, if it floods, you actually bury the gas uh, gas pedal as you crank it, and it deactivates the fuel pump to clear the flood. Trick little piece. Basically allows you to run up to 15 pounds of boost uh, safely. So I have that. I have the 720 injectors. Um... I want to buy my Def-E gauges. Again, it fits the theme of the build uh, and get a wide band in it. But so far, I have the Delrin um, subframe. No, I'm sorry, not subframe. I have the Delrin um, differential bushings. I am ordering the Delrin subframe bushings, the Delrin active toe bushings to get rid of that. Mm Mm-hmm. The motor and trans and the diff mount will also be Delrin. You know, I'm going serious with this. Um, I have got the all the stuff to fully rebuild the oil metering pump. A lot of people eliminate it. I'm not going to get into it. Um, I'm not for that. So basically, if you do eliminate it, it's might be decent for like a race engine but under long periods of deceleration you're gonna lack lubricity and you could you could scar the chrome plating on your rotor housings you could uh you know get the the fun hashtag apex seal failures yeah (laughs) so i got all the new lines all the o-rings gaskets crush washers not cheap stuff to do it but fully rebuild the oil metering pump Bought all the stuff to do the, you know... This car probably hasn't had a fluid service in this millennium. So I bought the oil change. The stuff to run the premix, And, you know, if you know rotaries, you know the premix thing. Treat it just like a two-stroke. You pour oil in the gas, it's good for them. Greta Thunberg is <laughs> not happy right now, but it happens. So I've got that. Um, I ordered the Dash 10 AN oil cooler line conversion. The oil system in a rotary is about 30% of the cooling system, so it's important to have that working. Those lines are known to rupture and, you know, garb engines, and, you know, it's a $200 investment, and I think you're crazy if you don't do it, so I did it. Got all the stuff to eliminate the air pump, the EGR, again, sorry, Greta, (laughs) and uh, then I bought the serpentine belt drive system that... Something I've learned is that the V-belts like to slip at high RPMs on these rotaries. Um, They use a really small V-belt. So if you're swinging that thing up there, um, they do actually slip on the alternator and water pump. That's a big problem. So Atkins Rotary, thank them for supporting the community. They offer a a trick uh, pulley system, converts it to a CERT belt, eliminates that problem, allows you to keep your AC and power steering if you choose. Gets rid of the air pump, which is belt-driven. So, that's all ordered. It's all coming. There's other things I know I'm forgetting. I've went down rabbit holes of ordering parts
1: for this car. (laughs) Which is awesome, by the way. It is. I'm I'm really excited, you know. You're showing this car the love that I wouldn't have been able to for years on end, so. I'm deeply excited, (laughs) to say the least. It's...
0: This car means a lot to me. It is seriously a top three bucket list car. So to have the paint coming, to have all those parts coming, you know, next on the list is the front mount intercooler. I'm going to be rocking the Gretti V, the V-spec front mount. I'm not doing the V-mount. There's reasons I've decided against it, but I'm rocking a front mount. I'm going to order the coil radiator There's some cool billet pieces made out there that I like, like the thermostat housing and the oil filler neck that allows a catch can. And some people do gouge the ARC-7 community, others don't, but some of these billet pieces are really affordable and it's kind of refreshing. So, you know, kind of trick out the bay a little bit, but also give that reliable, robust material, allows me to run the catch can. Just... We're going to be redoing every vacuum line on the car, every heater, hose, and silicone, the radiator hoses, uh, converting to the electric fan. And for this year, that's about where it'll be. All new bushings, all hoses, belts, all the fluids. Um, we're going to redo the oil pan, you know, gasket. And believe it or not, these manual transmissions have a pan, you know, at You heard that right. It's a manual transmission with a removable pan. They have it. I don't know why, but they do. Um, And the oil pans like to deflect, so they sell a brace that stops that from cracking it. My luck, it will crack and I'll be fucked, so we're not going to do that. Yep. So... To me, of learning about these cars, the big thing is don't jump into one of these, crank the boost, throw an exhaust. I mean, they make good power doing that, and you can very easily break things. The things I'm discussing are things you should absolutely do if you have one of these. Make the car solid, then worry about going fast. And that's my approach. I want it to be pretty, solid. I know these cars can be reliable because you've owned many of them, and they always were. For me, and I was
1: not easy on them either.
0: No, the, the, the black turbo two definitely got beat like, you know, a hillbilly wife. So that's why I'm going through this car, making sure it's got all the right fluids and everything's good. You know, obviously they're known for ripping diff mounts off and, you know, you got to have your good solid, no slop drive line. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what I'm doing because I know I'm not going to be easy on it either. It's. These cars like to be driven hard, but you have to have them ready to be driven hard. You can't just jump in and start beating the shit
1: out of it if it's neglected. If you do, you're going to have very expensive problems. Especially now a 33-year-old car that has been sitting for 17 years. Yeah, and these cars are really climbing in, in case, value. Mm-hmm. And the
0: thing about it is, is when something big breaks on an RX-7, it's not cheap. No. An engine's about thirty three hundred dollars. A transmission goes anywhere from six hundred to eleven $1, hundred dollars. A rear end goes anywhere from five hundred to nine hundred dollars. So thirty dollars here and there to prevent it, wise investment. You know, don't be an idiot. <laughs> and honestly, you know, not including the paint, with all the things I've discussed, we're talking maybe twelve to fourteen hundred dollars and maintenance you know mount upgrades a small price to pay for that insurance and not only that the car is going to be way better it's going to be much more telepathic in terms of steering in terms of driveline response so that's where to be for this year probably about 250 to 275 horse reliable car i can take to radwood and over winter, you know, that's when we'll be doing a second engine build and big turbo, Hall Tech. For this year, just a good driver. You know, fresh paint, cut, buff, looking pretty. And I have a goal of 10,000 miles for this year on it. So that's what I intend to do. Mm-hmm. And I'd say by the time it's done with paint, new tires, all that, I'll be in the car for at or slightly under about the 10,000 mark. And. That's a great place to be for a car Mm -hmm. that can
1: do those things. By the time it's ready to go, that's five months to run run 10,000 miles, 2,000 miles a month. Exactly. And,
0: you know, I did this Radwood era article for cool cars 10,000 and under. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of funny because I'll be right at that mark with these improvements. Mm -hmm. And that was my, like, number two car on the list. So... Kind the of feelings. practice what yeah. i preached, Yeah, you know, I backed it up. I said I would do one of these four cars, and I ended up <clears> doing it. Actually, we're going to get ready to cut to part two right there. Um, we're coming up on the 59-minute mark, running it nice and close. So hang tight, folks. All right, guys, part two of the podcast. Wrapping up and you know, part one. We was just talking about, you know, the things that are... Number one, the things that have changed with Nathan buying the turbo all-wheel drive Mazda Speed 6. So, quite possibly one of the coolest cars that you've acquired in a while. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of the A4. It does. I think that's why I love it It so much. It connects
1: the A4 with the Evo that I've never been able to afford. Yes. And it kind of intertwines them both in a great sleeper platform. I don't know.
0: It's basically the A4, right about the same weight, but 100 more horsepower. Mm-hmm. Which is, you can't make that in an extra gear.
1: Yeah. Because yours is a five-speed, mm-hmm. so.
0: that That's a win.
1: Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's definitely a platform that I regret not taking seriously 10 years ago. Yeah, the the speed. Yeah, it's... I
0: always have, but, man, when I shopped them, like, seven years ago, they were fucking still expensive, pricey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And
1: not that they're not still kind of pricey, Which because, is good, because I think they're going to go up one of these days. Yeah, because, I mean, they're running driving condition, decent shape, not rusted out. They're still, I see them, six to eight grand, so... I this think, one, I mean, this one, don't get me wrong, it, it reflects the $350 price tag.
0: But, uh, yes and no.
1: I mean, it doesn't have the engine, so knock two grand off of well, it. Or, well, it has the engine, but it's obviously even got a rod condition, hanging out of it.
0: If it had a
1: decent engine, I, I'd have probably gave 15 to 18 for it. <sighs> Not with the amount of rust. Because for a body shop to do that, you would probably get charged thirty five hundred dollars. No, I agree, but I know this guy. Even though <laughs> he hates doing yeah. rust repair,
0: I know he would do it. Mm-hmm. So I would still be in okay on it. But I like the car. You know, we we were talking about that. I fully and,
1: feel that the car. I was had he have thrown the wheels in with the deal. I was willing to pay seven hundred fifty eight hundred bucks for it.
0: And the big takeaway... But he was
1: completely adamant on keeping the wheels, so...
0: Even if the rust is a little more than you want to do, you can make it a good driver.
1: I can... I am fully confident that I could subdue the rust enough to where it would never spread. Yeah. And actually fix the quarters with the patch panels like I'm going to do. And it's going to be a good car. However... I just... I don't know. I will know that it was you at one point in time. You might not want to push four to five. Yeah, I wouldn't want it. to push it where I would rather just go and... <sighs> our little pins going crazy for some reason.
0: And that's where you do an old-fashioned flip, and then you just get into yeah. a cleaner one, even, and start <clears> over on a clean Even slate. if we
1: do, like, on a, on the DSM platform, where you find a cleaner shell, one yeah. that maybe you know, through a rod or had the timing chain issue with the VVT and, but you know, it's a clean shell and then you swap all just your swap shit it over, over and, and then yeah. maybe
0: part out the one you have to right. make a, cause maybe the, the car is a clean shell with a shit interior. So now you swap your interior. You've made nice mm-hmm. with your drive line.
1: Even then, then you take that rolling doing, shell that you yeah. have
0: that rustier one and you rally the fuck out. Yeah. Of it you could it.
1: do that or you could <laughs> just, Knowing that you're doing the rust repair correctly to the point where it's going without blowing the car apart and fully restoring it, you could easily, you know, take the picture, show the documentation, put it back together as a a stock driver yeah, and sell it for, you know, three-quarter of the price of what a clean one is going for makes somebody else a great driver. Yeah, while, we're
0: always on. You yeah. know, if we sell something that has that, you know, we always disclose and to say, here's what we've done. to You know, here's our counter. Right. Major, and that's kind of what we do. And no matter what, even if this car doesn't live on through the build, another one will inevitably. So, obviously, we discussed that. We discussed... You know, where the RX 7's at, the parts that are coming for it. So, there's really not much more to update on that other than tomorrow. I I will say, I'm going out there. Like, it's amazing. It's going to be like 50 tomorrow. And for us, Ohioans, (laughs) that's Florida weather. So, I'm going to roll out there and I'm going to set up the tripod. And I'm going to shoot a YouTube video on reviving the engine bay of a car that sat for 17 years. It is pretty ratty under the hood, so I'm not going to give any, any you know hints, but I have my arsenal of detailing equipment. Um, it's not going to be a 10. I'm not going to go quite that in depth because Nathan's going to be ripping a lot of it apart in just a few weeks, redoing gaskets, lines, but I'm going to show all of you the steps I take to not only clean up. The paint under the hood actually in good shape. It's just very dingy. So I'm going to show you what I would do to basically take this car that's about a 2 out of 10 under the hood and try to get to at least a 7. And uh, I think I can get it there in a few hours. So stay tuned throughout the week for that video to drop on YouTube. The uh, PowerShift, I believe we have that under PowerShift Automotive. So... Check it out. It's going to be a fun video. I'm really looking forward to doing it. Um, if you missed the interior restoration, I did powershiftmedia.net. I did a really, I'll toot my own horn. I did a hell of a write up on that. Explaining my methodology, the approach I, I had taken, the tools I used, the products I used. And you'll see in those pictures how I took that interior that was very dirty, very dingy, smoke damage from nicotine. That interior was about a three and a half to four, and I honestly have it to about a nine. Um, I fully restored the headliner, the seats, the carpets, the door panels, and I think I have about four to five hours in it. So if you have a car, you know, like Nathan's new Mazda Speed 6 that somebody definitely smoked in, the interior looks a little ratty, don't want to get you down, um... You know, I'm not what I would call a professional grade detailer, but I'm definitely advanced. So if you ever have a question, Nathan did body work and I consider myself a more advanced detailer. Uh, Don't hesitate to reach out to one of us and get our opinions. I'm very unorthodox about how I do things, but I tend to get results. So um, I I have my work cut out for me tomorrow. That thing, it's dirty, but I kind of can't wait to see what happens. It's, it'll either kick my ass or I'll be real happy with what I got. No matter what happens, you know, I'm not going to lie to y'all. You're going to see in the video what happens. Either I succeed or I fail. One of the two will happen. <laughs> so stay tuned. It's it's pretty grimy. It is. But I've, I've got some chemicals and uh, I forgot to bring one of them, damn it. But,
1: um, I'll get what I can't, you know. Can get and it's tomorrow. not like this is going to be the final final no. of it. Anyways, we're going to be in the engine bay and yes. we'll be able to you know clean it even better with the intake manifold off and yeah, the top side of the engine. Off, yeah, you know, clean them up, pull brackets then, off, sandblast them, paint them. And a
0: lot of these solenoids will be life.
1: eliminated, and the water pump's going to be replaced. All the
0: radiator and heater hoses, back lines, all getting replaced. But I'm just basically showing what it could look like. Like, kind of like you know, in in uh, Billy Madison. What could you imagine what <laughs> it would look like? <laughs> so that's kind of what I'm trying to do, and it'll be a fun video. People seem to really like those kind of videos, so I'm gonna give my take on it, and uh, I hope I'm gonna try to produce it the best that I can. It it'll be decent, I'll say that. But yeah, other than that, you know, that's my update. Um, that's what I'm working on it's all about the Mazdas right now between the two of us and mm-hmm. our weird decision-making. And yeah, that's the other exciting thing is, you know, I had, you know, bought the car on Nathan under a payment arrangement. and Didn't really intend to have it paid off till May, but actually, yeah, I'm happily, uh, I have the title to the car. Mm-hmm. It's insured for, I think the first time in the millennium. It will actually have plates on it within the upcoming week. So, yeah, me and Nathan settled our debt, and he had to beat me up a couple times, but...
1: Where's my money, man?
0: Yeah, the money changed hands. You know, I I paid him off on it after he kneecapped me, but... It's been a a hell of a week, man. A lot has happened since we last recorded. A lot has happened, so... I guess that's a lot. As far as our personal lives go and our project updates,
1: that's yeah. that's the big shit, you know. And An hour and ten minutes worth. So yeah, that's
0: just housekeeping. Yeah, and you know, I guess to hit some quick news, as you all know, we like did a segment on the GRRs. I'm crazy excited about it. You're crazy excited mm-hmm. about. it, We wrote about it. There's a rumor. And it has clout that somebody is very confident within the industry um, that works for a major publication, will remain unnamed, that this car will come here. It may not actually come to America under the Yaris name, but it will have that three-cylinder engine all-wheel drive. Hmm. So I think we're actually going to see it. I hope to God we do. I want to see that thing on the road. Because Mm -hmm. we need this. In an era of CVT, you know, Teslas, double clutch this, hybrid that.
1: Crossover this.
0: Yes, we need this. Like, we need this. This is the hero that we need. It's not the hero that we deserve, but it's (laughs) the hero that we need. (laughs) That's one of the newest things I did want to hit. You know, it's a car that... Because it's. Still, it resonates with us. Yeah, it
1: goes well with us because we're still involved with the rally thing full swing. It's just. We're kind of taking care of our own daily driver projects before we go with the full race car thing. So it's, yeah, still, but it's there. still there. It's still there,
0: absolutely. There's no doubt. You know, I intend to get my seat for the car soon. You know, we to buy the damn bender is not cheap, it is a very expensive piece of tool, but we're going to get it. Um,. So yeah, the rally car's still there. You know, to touch on that, it's not going nowhere, and we will absolutely be taking off sweet jumps. So, it's there. We have a lot of fun things going on. Um, Nathan's been working on some really cool cars. Uh, our buddy's Talon is actually, it's sitting outside, just about done. It's drivable, mm-hmm. and that car has came far in a relatively short amount of time. The F10 that you've all heard about, our buddy Bruce's car, a couple weekends ago. You and I zipped the turbo upgrade on it. Mm-hmm. And then we ran into an interesting problem that we never anticipated to run into. So, BMW guys, listen up. Do you have an N55, and do you want uh, more punch? And you're like, ah, I'm going to run a pure turbo. That's a great way to go. But... <laughs> If you're a DIYer like us, that's awesome. It is a kind of intense install, but you can do it. I mean, I'm an idiot, and I definitely jumped in with helping you. But something we learned is there is a very specialty tool you have to have to finish this install. It's not a real expensive tool, Mm -mm. but you have to have it. Like on a DSM, you know, you swap a turbo. If you swap a wastegate actuator, it's easy. On a BMW, it's a little bit different. Ironically, you have to hook a vacuum pump up to the nipple on the wastegate, and you have to put seven inches of mercury on it to basically like put the wastegate shut, put that preload on it. There's two jam nuts on it, just like what you'd find on like a 16G uh, that have like the adjustable wastegates on them. And then you tighten those two jam nuts to basically zero it, and then it's good. But without a vacuum pump, you're dead in the water. Mm-hmm. We learned that real quick. Yep. You just have a noisy, rattly, flappy wastegate. That's exactly what you have, yes. But that being said, I'm proud of us because we put this thing together in a cold-ass garage. We did it in probably not counting the charge pipe mishap. Uh, There's an aftermarket very big front mount on this car. The charge pipe didn't quite work. We had to modify it strategically. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, we Um Essentially it in, bored it out. Yeah, we bored it out. We had to basically take a burr and we had to cut some of the shoulder out of it. Taking that out of it, we probably did it in about four and a half to five hours, maybe a little bit less. And we, we started the car and there was no leaks. None. No oil, no coolant. And we can attribute that to learning from the N54 car. Mm-hmm. We learned our lesson. and Being uh,
1: careful and yeah, lubing the O-rings properly before installing them. Cleaning every line
0: them. with the wire yep. wheel. And this one was perfect. It actually mm-hmm. didn't fight us at all. It went back together pretty relatively simply. Minus the charge pipe. Yeah, no leaks. Drove it out of the garage. And the trick to it is definitely if you're going to do this, fully lower that subframe. Disconnect your mm-hmm. control arms. Drop the subframe that was a lesson we learned for it um might be a little different on non-x drive cars but this is an x drive so (laughs) semi-professional tips here lower the damn subframe it will make
1: not that you have to remove it completely from the car but if you it's still a little
0: tight with it even lowered
1: yeah disconnect (laughs) the passenger side control arms at the subframe and it will allow it once it is all the bolts are out of the subframe it will let it lower enough To have decent access.
0: Yes, and if you do have a lift, it honestly only takes about an hour to get to that point, honestly. By the time you take your belly trays off, and it takes probably about an hour to go from zero to subframe kind of dangling. It's not that intense to do, really, at all. It's pretty. It's actually very intuitive. Yeah, it is. If you don't have a lift, you're just going to have to have a very tall jack and very tall stands. Yeah. And you're going to have to get creative about how you do it, but... Honestly, again, I've said it before. I wouldn't recommend this install without a lift. If you have a buddy with one, borrow it. Otherwise, you're going to become an alcoholic.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't want to do it without a lift.
0: It's intense with the lift. I mean, it's very doable to the DIYer with the tools, with the patience. You you can do this, but... You know, fun update on that. We, We love that car. It's actually fun to work on. A little tedious, but ultimately fun to work on it's moving under its own power we just uh what's left on it is uh walnut blasting the intake valves because it's a direct injection car that's how you get the carbon off them a couple of gaskets and just setting that wastegate and it's going back home so
1: yeah nathan's been cranking them out over here yep and get the exhaust fabbed for it that's the next biggest feat and that shouldn't be too hateful either. No. It's already I already built a catless down pipe for it that goes to a three inch, so powershiftmedia.net
0: fabrication tab pictures of it is a work of art <laughs> i will toot his horn all day that thing's beautiful i'd put that up against anybody's on the market all
1: day it's gorgeous it seemed to be holding up i yeah I beautiful don't know. coloration
0: on mm-hmm, it dead. that the heat cycling yep. it has this beautiful um like gold you know that gold tint, mm-hmm. and that car hauls ass uh, bruce definitely said
1: there was a very perceivable difference in performance now it has the upgraded turbo. It's gonna have full uh, exhaust, probably a better flash tune on it. Even you yeah, know, he's gonna with... get it tuned for the turbo. Mm
0: hmm. Uh, probably a high eleven second car. Yeah. Honestly, probably right around the four fifty five hundred mark. You know, at the crank. It's a good build, and it's kind of sleeper you know it's got bigger wheels it's it's a very <laughs> it's very sleeper right look. now because
1: yeah. he's got 528 wheels on it with yeah, the spacers with the spacers yep. because
0: they didn't clear the front of uh, yep. the front mm-hmm. so it's got about a 15 mil spacer so if you do want to put uh you know snow tires in your f10 and you have a 535 x drive with the bigger rotors you need a 15 mil spacer up front thank us later <laughs> <laughs> we learned this the very quickly when he went to back it out and it did not move so there they will bolt up though ironically but it won't do anything else
1: i think it looks pretty good too it real does. low on the smaller wheels like that it sits real low on those balsons though oh yeah it's great it's it's
0: it's a star yeah. yeah it's beautiful so yeah that one that's a cool one he uh he actually went out but i don't think we've announced this He went out and bought another BMW because he fucking, he's a masochist. Ball's hard. Yeah, he's a masochist. He likes pain. (laughs) Uh, He went out and bought a, um, the F12 640i coupe, not a Grand Coupe. So, he got the 640i. It is a rear wheel. It is an M-Sport, and it is loaded exactly the way you'd want it. Um, I forget the name of the color, but it's a beautiful, like, mica black, on cognac brown leather. Mm. It's so gorgeous. Yeah, he drove it to work the one day, and I definitely was eye-fucking it. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful, beautiful car. Um, can't wait to drive it. I I look forward to driving that car. It's a very, very pretty car, and I know we'll end up getting our hands all over it. Yep, it's style. already, yeah, it's already it.
1: in line to come here. It's... Valve cover gasket and oil pan gasket. As sad as it sounds, as new of a car as it is, but these BMWs have no shortage of oil leaks. They come from the factory with oil yeah. leaks. So it's already in line for that. But
0: the best part about it is you know it has oil in it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I even think he's got some exhaust stuff ordered for it. and He's got a front mount kit,
0: catless downpipe, charge pipes. Um, our buddy Bruce does not fuck around. He, he balls very hard. Um, he works with me. He's just more well-loved. <laughs> no, he's got seniority. He's been there a long time. He does very well. Uh, you know, does manages money well. And, you know, he lives a fun life and he's got some cool cars. Um, He's
1: got the right idea of investing money,
0: too. We need in to have him on the podcast sometime. Yeah. I, he would actually be a good guest on here because he isn't just a guy who has cool cars. He's a well-known guy in the DSM community. Uh, he's a known name. He's got a very known car. Um, he's got a pretty big following in some of these communities. Yeah, sure, we need to invite him on here. He'd be a, a good guy to have, but... He's got a hell of a a fleet, a very unique fleet, a Tahoe and 24s, (laughs) a Ford Focus, you know, the F10, a very built single turbo, 335 N54 that's getting tuned now by a very well-known N54 tuner, probably a 650 horsepower car all day. You know, now the the F12, yeah, he's got some cool cars and... You have definitely built those cars to a good level, obviously. You did the single turbo conversion on the 335.
1: Yep, with the Borg Warner S357, the LSD Speed Tech in Kit. Install. Yep, the M Factory. Uh, M Factory, the Team M Factory LSD. Yep, it's been shown a lot of love
0: yeah when i first started uh you know working with them it was rocking the upgraded uh you know the billet twins which were dinky
1: no lsd you know that thing has come real far in a year Uh, we did the m3 front l cabs or no not the l cabs with the lower control arms themselves Yeah.
0: yeah Yep, that's a good upgrade for the BMW, guys. Uh, higher durometer bushings, um, a little bit more camber. I want to say it's about an extra degree of camber on the front. Gives a little bit more positive caster, which is good. Caster is always good. So, yeah. Any of the E9X guys that do not have X-Drives, I can tell you, this was my life. They do not fit X-Drive cars. So, if you have a rear wheel, do do those arms. It's a very good upgrade. That car's done right. That is a very well rounded build. Not only that's a very pretty
1: car. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can't wait to do the follow-up video, the review yes. of the car once it's tuned. And People keep asking so much about
0: follow-ups on that. So anybody from YouTube who's listening, it is coming. The car
1: has been literally up in a the state update of tune. today. He was the tuner still fighting an active misfire on the number one cylinder, I guess. So It's an d Four thing. They, they do go through. Once they get them dialed, those cars mm. put in work for sure. But from what I heard, Bruce was telling me that it was making 22 pounds of boost. That so, car is going to go hard. And we were both on the same page. I was like, well... I was like, we can either pull springs out of that gate and lower it, or he can tune for the twenty-two pounds. And he's like, if it, if the fuel's there, yeah. he's like, I told him to tune for it. So the
0: fuel's there, yeah. Mm-hmm. The N fifty-four bottom end has shown eight hundred and eighty-six rear wheel horsepower that I have personally seen. Um, they will live comfortably at seven hundred. That's much I'm definitely I'm, I'm betting, the betting the with that fuel there.
1: pump upgrade, and from what I understand is he's, you know, doing the fuel pump upgrade and the I did, high pressure fuel pump. He,
0: yeah, he is. And like I told him, if it's not enough evolution of speed makes a bitch an intake manifold, um, shout out to ECS, buy it from them. They're good guys. Um, has port injection, you know, provisions in the manifold. It's about a 18 to $2,100 kit, but it will allow you to run six port injectors on top of your, your, you know, direct fuel injection. Um, sports thousand wheel. So, um, he basically knows if he runs out, that's where he's going. <laughs> he's, he's not dicking around. He wants that car to, to go real fast. It's going to party. Yeah. I think that one might end up surpassing S2G and that car is ludicrously mm. fast. So I think it will, if he goes that hard. Yeah. And N54 is a roll monster. They don't necessarily hook great on the street, but from a roll, they do some killer half-mile events and those things. There's guys literally running GTRs with, you know, builds on them. The head isn't the best thing in the world. No,
1: the exhaust port design is yeah, atrocious. It is,
0: and everybody knows it, but they somehow they work. Yep. It's definitely no 2JZ. There's no question the head is nowhere on the level of, like, the... Nobody loves to call it the German 2JZ, and I am a huge BMW guy. It is not that. The the block it? is there for sure. You need the N53 head. N53 head is definitely, for the people who know, it's like basically the LS3 equivalent in terms of heads. It's a great head. They're expensive, but that's a high-flowing head it's why the s54 the s38 the m52 non-tu that's why those engines make power those have some killer head ports on them they're great but the n54 yeah it's like the head ports were designed by accountants
1: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: they you know they work well at around about 500 horse but after that they're wildly inefficient versus like the 4 g six three, that it there's no reason they should have ever been where they are, but they work great, so. But that car will make big power, and it's fun to have it, you know, coming and going, doing the work on it. So that's a lot of why, like, you know, with me going to third shift, you know, I basically work 13-hour nights. With you doing all these, we we apologize. You know, we definitely would do better about doing, like, that. At least doing our Saturday night show, but it has been nuts. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of shit going on,
1: or at least make up with it with YouTube content.
0: Yeah, and obviously last week, and I stayed. It was yeah, last week I stayed in Dayton. Me and my kiddo hung out at you know my house in Dayton. So, but yeah, we'll make sure we keep the podcast coming. I
1: really need to just go get that microphone set up tomorrow.
0: I'll go with you. Let's do it. Dude, I don't have to go It's going to hurt
1: me, but it's going to motivate me to do much more YouTube content because it will sound so much better.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have, you know, and thank you to every YouTube person who has come and watched the Mirage review. I did that on a $50 Chinese, like, microphone. It's wireless. It does a sufficient job, but obviously the one you're looking at is far more advanced.
1: And it's super simple, too. a lot of too. people
0: literally commented the audio was great, and I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, the wind noise picked up in certain spots. Yeah, but see, that's, that's where that's this happen. one
1: even has the little fuzzy thing for it to drown out the wind noise. Yeah, and...
0: mine does, too. It's just not sufficient. Yeah. That, that one you're looking at is definitely
1: more... It's difficult. higher end, for sure.
0: He is definitely trying to kill shit.
1: Yes, he's on a rampage.
0: So, yeah, YouTube content, it's, it's coming, guys. Again, I... I me and Nathan, Nathan and I. Sorry, grammar people. <laughs> we appreciate everybody. It's it's multiple times a week we get notifications on the Mirage review, and we've taken notice to that, and we have discussed doing more of that formatted review. So, when the Mazda Speed Six is up, expect that formatted review. We'll talk about the competitors it had, how it stacks up today. We'll do a full review when the RX-7's done. We have a couple of videos in mind. One is going to be a very semi-professional review. One is going to be extremely whimsical. We will not tell you what it is, but it will definitely make you laugh. And it'll also be an informative video. Mostly us being idiots, but mm-hmm. it's going to be fun. I'm sure we'll do the same thing with the Speed 6. So it's going to be a fun car to YouTube with. I know how you and I are. We do a lot of crazy shit it's something
1: i I'd, I'd watch <laughs> yeah that's <clears throat> the biggest thing is just getting more content out which we've constantly talked about it's obvious we know it people are receptive to your reviews so
0: content does well when we post it we always
1: get engagement your
0: your unboxing video did well yes. your install video did well my review did well uh, you know These informative things we do Obviously we do it in a In a good way so we want to bring More of that to you guys More you know I enjoy doing the detailing stuff so I'd like to do More detailing videos maybe make it A separate part of the channel You know Like it's own subcategory And then the how to's could be like a subcategory And then our reviews I think it'd be a fun way to do it Gives everybody something Mm -hmm. from us but I definitely would love to, to you know, I didn't get to video the RX-7 because it was snowing profusely when I did it. <clears throat> but I would definitely like to video uh, the detail on the, the Speed 6 on the inside. That'd be a great car to demonstrate because it's a mixture of soft materials, hard materials, and complex materials. It's going to be a more mm-hmm. challenging one to do. So, yeah, expect to see us doing the, the Speed 6 interior. Mm-hmm. Expect a pit bull to almost die on podcast (laughs) And just expect a lot more content out of us Um, By the way, you know, our mic we were using for this podcast We had learned just wasn't as good as running the phone standalone. So, to all you out there Who have given us feedback um, Again, appreciate it Um, We are working on the audio um, we're going to sell the dogs to Chinaman. No, <laughs> kidding. Um, I plan to buy a laptop that has a really good, uh, like mm-hmm. video card. And then I plan to actually get two studio mics actually have the headphones. So we're going to get that some way. Profession. It kind of drowns
1: out the background. And when,
0: not only that, we can basically hear whatever, yeah. what's going out. We could post
1: up at the computer desk or at the table yes. and actually have yeah. a decent setting. Or even
0: go upstairs to the office. Right. Um, so we are going to get like
1: professional
0: mics through a laptop so we can actually adjust the sound settings. I plan to do a crash course in soundboards. Um, I'm an idiot, but I learn fast. So would like to basically learn the steps to producing a more professionally grade podcast. Um, everybody loves the content and obviously we'd like to bring better audio at the end of the day just like you we are hardcore enthusiasts so 90% of our money it goes to our damn cars so that's just right. the way it is. Yep. But I fully intend to pipe, you know, more into this podcast. I know you do as well, so expect in the coming months better audio, more YouTube with, you know, our audio has been getting better. We have better equipment to do these things. Expect some sweet driving reviews with like some GoPro footage. It's all things, you know, I, I know I'm working on a my end, you're working on uh, your end. Lily is not happy. No, she literally has the most pissed off look on her face ever. But just something I wanted to bring to light for everybody that stuck it out with us, always listens. We appreciate you. I've seen some of you have favorited the podcast. That means a lot to us. Look, I know our production quality is definitely not the greatest, but we try to make it up with good content, just being ourselves, but the production quality is going to go up. YouTube's going to be pretty lit this summer. We have some cool shit coming in and out of here. We're very, very blessed in terms of the cars we have coming Mm -hmm. in and out of here. We've easily had a couple hundred thousand dollars of cool cars coming in and out of here that you're wrenching on. I'm helping you with, and yeah, we want to do more with those. And just expect to see that, expect to see more with the rally car, and expect to see me kill Nathan on film if he does sell the Speed 6 because it will happen. It will be a snuff film and it will be (laughs) unlikely. So be prepared for that video. No, it's not. let's not we have to have our matching mazdas because one of us has to determine which one's going to be reliable (laughs) is yours going to (coughs) spin the timing sprocket on the crank or is mine going to yeet an apex seal through the exhaust port nobody really knows yet neither we hope yeah let's hope i i would probably cry so cross your fingers that neither of us do those things our buddy Casey, I think, took that curse for us when he yeeted us, you know, on a stock power level rebuilt motor, just launched the number two piston mm-hmm. through the rod of a seven bolt. So
1: I think he took one for the team there. But yeah, it's another thing that even when I f first started tearing that down that junkyard dizzy engine, I was like, Man, Good I really should have right been here. I should have been filming. That was my fault. I, I even have the tripod sitting in the garage, but I was just so in the moment and excited of tearing it down, like I just didn't think of it. I need to get over this. Like, anytime I'm doing something cool, film it, whether it gets used or not in video, film it. That's why I fully intend on. We need to set up a video camera while we're rolling the car off of the trailer, I agree. moving it into the garage, putting it on the lift, looking at looking it over. Um, the engine teardown, and not only that, everything with the RX-7, everything. Painting it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not so much for doing it with customer cars, but obviously the, the BMW stuff is different. Yeah, he's good friends. Right. But not so much just random customer stuff. Right. But definitely want to do one on a u-pull it because we're going to be needing an engine for eddie lightning yes so definitely a u-pull engine um i think that's going to be awesome content too
0: it would have been cool on the uh, on the mzr engine because nathan actually played detective to figure out why the cx-7 ended up in the junkyard and he had actually found out why it was in the junkyard. Obviously, he pulled the engine and brought it home and basically discovered the culprit of
1: why the thing ended up in the junkyard. Mm-hmm. Would you end up finding it on that? Um, Funny story about Mazda from that era in those engines. They actually got a class action lawsuit against them because pretty much 100% of those timing phasers which is the actuator on the end of the cam that allows for variable valve timing. Thank Vanos to the BMW people. It's just like Vanos. <clears throat> it, that phaser basically disintegrates. It self-destructs and it bends valves. And it bends valves because the way that it doesn't allow to hold pressure correctly to maintain the, the engagement with the cam, so it allows that cam phaser to kind of slop around on the cam. And then in turn allows the chain to have slack. And then it can, over time, once it starts rattling, that's kind of the giveaway. They tell you to, you know, change everything out when, you know, it starts to make that rattle. Basically, don't run it. Just fix it and don't do anything else. Just fix it. But apparently people ran these things until they just quit and this one here has all eight intake valves bent has about eight to ten
0: degrees of free play on Mm -hmm. the phaser that you can move the phaser with the timing chain moving it yep but the camshaft does not that i
1: actually did do a small section of film of video aside from those videos that i sent you and casey I actually did a, you know, kind of a little bit of a video. So that I plan on putting into a, you know, just a short film on yeah, the channel.
0: That's obviously exactly why that engine failed. That fr- just that little bit of free play, mm-hmm. let, you know, those intake valves, because the intake cam wasn't
1: moving, but the piston was. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, caused a catastrophic failure. Yep, found out that a piece of the cam phaser itself actually fell out and was in the timing cover. <laughs>
0: It was a hell of a thing. When you sent it to me right away, I'm like, yep, well, that's why I was in the junkyard.
1: Mm -hmm. Which isn't a huge deal. Obviously, it was a catastrophic failure, but not a catastrophic destruction failure. It was a catastrophic failure to where it bent the valves, and they need, at minimum, replace the valves. Did you check the pistons make sure they weren't scored? I haven't, but I'm figuring it's probably like a DSM, and you'll just see the little imprint marks on top of the pistons. Most of the time, yeah. So, fingers crossed, anyways. They're like six
0: bucks a valve. They're Mm -hmm. not crazy. So,
1: granted, you know, you got to do a teardown, but... Which we already have. Yes. I've already ordered everything to refresh the... Essentially, using both engines... (laughs) To make one good one so i mean i have everything new a new cam actuator new gasket kit new head bolts new timing set everything is going to be refreshed on it the
0: moral of this story is exactly what nathan said if you have any car that has variable valve timing with the timing chain much like my mirage if you start hearing a chain rattle Don't continue to drive this car. That phaser or a tensioner or something is going bad. Yes, get it to a service center and, um, you know, get get it corrected. Because had somebody had done that, it would have never, well, I mean, it worked
1: out for you. Yeah, it worked out for me.
0: But had somebody had taken proactive approach to that situation, it never happened. Might have been a 500-hour repair, but that's a lot better than junking an otherwise still valuable vehicle. Mm -hmm. So It was in really
1: good shape, too. That's anything. Somebody had ravaged the interior like they ran through it and stole the glove box and a bunch of random interior bits out of it. But other than that, it was still a complete car. Still had the wheels and everything on it.
0: Anything mechanical, whether it's your engine, your transmission... Whether it's a power tool, whether it's you know a wristwatch, whether it's your ceiling fan, if it's not doing its intended thing in the way it was intended to operate, if it's making abnormal noises, <laughs> if it's not doing the thing it's supposed to do in the way it's supposed to do it, don't keep running it. <laughs> you know, so many of these things could be avoided.
1: Um, what it boils down to is money. You know, I've been there, done that. It's, But it never works. It basically,
0: you compound your problem. Mm-hmm. It does. And it sucks because I've done it too. Literally, mm-hmm. I have done it as well, and it sucks. But when it comes to your engine, you know, if, you're, if your clutch is slipping, you could probably limp it a while if you
1: are a good driver. <laughs> it makes me think. Literally, there's a Hyundai, I want to say a four-door Elantra that runs by the house a few times a day and it sounds like it's about to eat a rod straight out of the block it's knocking so hard so many people get lucky and that shit will do yeah. that for years i the mean minute i did that yeah
0: i'd make it to that stop sign mm-hmm. and literally i would look like <laughs> i don't i don't even know it would eject all, every rod out of the engine in a cat,
1: But this one, fashion. I swear he's trying to blow it up because it's, like, to the floor every time it goes by, and it's just, I don't know. It sounds like it's, it's awful. I, I don't even know how to explain it. It sounds like two pieces of, like, you're as fast as you can, like drumsticks, just fucking tapping them <laughs> together as fast as you can. And it's to the wood, and you can hear it. It's just screaming by. It's, like... But it doesn't give up.
0: Yeah, I would never get away with that. The first time I started tapping, I would try to limp it home three blocks, and I would make it 1.75 blocks, (laughs) and it would eject the rod straight out of the block, Mm -hmm. and it would melt down like Chernobyl. (laughs) I don't have that kind of luck, and I am very proactive about maintenance with my cars, and I've had the dumbest failures imaginable. It's ridiculous, honestly. Yep. A car like
1: that, I, I don't mean to sound like that guy, but like an older Elantra, yeah, if I'd run a it blows, fuck it. You know what I mean? But it's not an older Elantra. It's probably like maybe a five-year-old Elantra. Oh, shit. Well, that's a problem.
0: <laughs> that thing probably still has a warranty. He probably just doesn't give it Probably.
1: Because it's definitely not an old Elantra whatsoever. It still looks like pretty new. Probably had the same engine my Veloster had.
0: And that's a good engine. I don't understand how the Mm. fuck how do you do that to a gamma engine? I don't know, because I beat the shit out of mine. But you know if you have a more boutique car, like an RX 7, like a Mazda Speed 6, like a DSM, an Evo, an M3, be very pro the best single best thing you can do to own these cars before you buy it, before you even start driving it is dedicate an entire day to learn everything about this car learn its quirks forums are a great thing yes there is a lot of misinformation but if you're seeing the same thing over and over there's probably a reason Mm -hmm. bmws seriously cooling systems control arm bushings we know this dsms you know it boils down to not skipping timing belts drive lines you know balance shaft eliminations RX-7s, running your premix, not fucking revving them when they're cold, not doing, you know, those things. Learn what makes your car quirky and embrace it. And take pride in owning the vehicle and don't make those mistakes. And yep. chances are you'll... That's why I had a good Maserati ownership with my bi-turbo. I learned it's quirks and I treated it right. First 10 miles, don't take it past 3,000, you know. Don't, you know... Shifted fast when the trans oil's cold because it was a dog box. Just learn the quirks, and if you do, you'll enjoy your experience of owning the vehicle. It goes for anything, honestly. She failed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm pretty excited to see where things take us. It, like you said, you know, rolling more YouTube and. I definitely want to youtube the painting of the car mm-hmm. i want to youtube the engine install on your car doing the exhaust on both cars both cars need the exhaust done it's
1: the rust repair obviously the patch panels exist so there's people there's interested a lot in of those doing videos on youtube doing honestly. the rust repair
0: there's a lot of like detailing videos and stuff which is awesome because that's how i've learned a lot but Rust repair sucks so much that nobody wants to roll film because they just. It does. It's very time (laughs) consuming. Yes, I will be very miserable. It's tedious. But But I'm going to be there to learn with you. So, you know, I I can't learn until I jump in with you and get killed by a pit bull. (laughs) You know, that's just a lot of our updates. You know, if there's something you guys are working on, you should totally go to powershiftmedia.net, contact us, let us know what you're working on. Again, you know, if you have tips on detailing or, you know, maybe you're looking at, as you can tell, we have vast experience with a lot of really unique cars. So if you're looking at something and don't know if maybe you should buy it, reach out to us. Chances are we've heard of it, experienced it, worked on it. Know somebody it, that did. It. Exactly. Between us, we've probably owned like 200 cars. So, <laughs> you know, we're not the know-it-alls, but we do have a wide knowledge base that extends past that of average people because we make very bad decisions. So don't be afraid to reach out. If there's something you want to see us YouTube, by all means, let us know. Like, I love hearing that you guys want to see more reviews. I'm happy to crank them out. I know you're happy to crank them out. Yeah. Nathan kills it with the tech shit that I can't do. I'd be sitting there cussing, thrilling things, and Nate's, like, all methodical and, like, calm. The reviews, you know, I'm natural with that because I write so much. Just getting over the camera thing, you know. I Seriously, you guys see the Mirage video and it looks pretty good. There was probably 30 takes on two parts of that and that's just what goes into it. So, let us know what you guys want to see. What do you want to see us do with these cars? Where do you want to see us take them? Uh, we're talking about going to Radwood, so... If anybody's going to be going to Radwood in Detroit, hit us up. We're going to be there in the RX-7 at minimum. So let us know. We'd love to meet up with you guys and tell us what you're bringing so we can come check it out. If there's other places you want to see us go. Again, we cover all of Ohio. I'm in southwest Ohio.
1: We're in, like, north-central Ohio. Exactly.
0: You know, Nathan's basically Mansfield area. I'm Dayton, Cincinnati area. We have a far reach. So kinda let us know what's going on. We're talking about going to the Indianapolis Cars and Coffee. It's huge. Bruce went last year and it was lit. So anything like that, cars, the automotive lifestyle, things in general, reach out. We're super approachable. Um yes we do like your Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> and we appreciate you listening. It's been nice catching up. Again, just this was us kind of breaking that ice, getting back into
1: it. We've been busy. We apologize. And I think we finally got over that hump, though. Where just getting back into your life, cars group. bought, paints bought, my projects bought, my parts that I need for it's bought. I've been knee capped. <laughs> It's
0: true. I mean, that's a big thing, man. You pulled a project home, and it's been a while.
1: Customer cars are still rolling in. so We've gotten a lot done with customer cars. I'm working on buying a dealer license, so if any of our listeners have any pointers for dealer licensing and obtaining that, And jumping through all the many, many hoops that are required in Ohio. If there's anything to help speed it up. (laughs) Or if you want a car and there's
0: something you're interested in, we can source it. We can work something out for you and make sure we get you a good one. If it's not a good one, we will make it a good one. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. We take things that aren't good and we make them good. (laughs) And Moose completely agrees. He, He concurs. Listen to the white wanka. Yes. This
1: pit bull that has a neck that's like 24 inches around, (laughs) and he's wearing a choke collar. He is flipping out because he wants to chew on my Gatorade bottle. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But with that
0: in mind, guys, it's been awesome catching back up. Now that things are a lot more normal. The dogs are back to being psycho. I'm done being sick for the second time this year. Yes. And i'm a zombie on a daily basis now because i'm on night shift but it allows me more means to do race car things so i i do this but anything you're working on doesn't matter what it is doesn't matter if it's a toyota Tercel, a supra a speed six an evo a fucking pagani Huayra bc doesn't matter you know what we always say before we get off here Always modify, maintain, and drive your shit. This
1: is Matt. (laughs) This is Nathan.
0: Wishing you all a good week. Peace. See ya.